What does being flexible and adaptable mean? How does flexibility and adaptability improve your mental health? And can you become adaptable and learn how to adapt to changing times? That's what I'm talking about this week here on Let's Talk About Mental Health, the weekly podcast that teaches you how to look after your well-being. So get comfortable and let's talk about mental health. Hello and welcome to episode 195 and thanks so much for joining me as I talk about flexibility and mental health. I'm Jeremy Godwin and I share practical tips you can apply immediately based on quality research and my own personal experience following a breakdown in late 2011 that changed my life. Each week I look at how to improve one specific aspect of your well-being. In this episode I'll be talking about what flexibility is and what it isn't, why flexibility matters, and how to be more flexible for the sake of your mental health. So, let's talk about flexibility. We're slowly phasing out the use of personal checks in Australia, and I have an older relative who is having a really rough time with it. I won't bore you with too many statistics, but basically, only 0.2% of payments in this country are made using checks, So they're being phased out because they've become too expensive to process anymore. We've been through many different currency changes and each time it's been a case of being flexible and learning to adapt to the change. But when it comes to checks, well, let's just say that this whole change has gone down like a lead balloon for some older people. Now, I think There are very few people who go jumping for joy when major changes are on the horizon. I mean, change is confronting and it pushes us out of our comfort zone where things are safe and familiar. So it's hardly high on anyone's list of things they might be hoping for. But there's a broader piece here about resistance to change that I want to flag today. And it applies whether we're talking about checks or society in general. The fact is that life is change, and so trying to fight against it is a recipe for being miserable. In the words of Bill Heslop from the classic 90s film Muriel's Wedding, you can't stop progress. Although, as Joni pointed out, he lost. So maybe he's not the best example to use. <laughs> change is a lot like spending Christmas Day with your extended family. You'll probably have to do a lot of compromising. You most likely won't get exactly what you want, and it will probably suck. Not to mention the fact that someone will probably get drunk and or have a tantrum. When you approach situations with a willingness to be flexible and with a mindset that sees the benefit in adapting rather than resisting, it allows you to find peace with change a lot quicker than if you try fighting it. That doesn't mean you should just roll over and let progress walk all over you, but it also doesn't mean that you should just cocoon yourself away in your comfort zone and hope that nothing ever changes. The answer is to be found, as it always is, in finding balance in all things. And that's what I'll be talking about today. First, let's get ourselves speaking the same language with some definitions. So, let's talk about what is flexibility. While physical flexibility is all about being able to be bendy and twist yourself into different positions, the mental health version of that is actually quite similar, just with your brain instead of your body. 
It's about having the ability to adjust your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors in response to varying situations. It's the mental skill that allows you to approach challenges and changes with an open mind rather than feeling stuck or overwhelmed. And it's about recognizing that things don't always go as planned and being okay with that. Flexibility and adaptability are fairly interchangeable terms, generally speaking. However, the key difference is that being flexible tends to be more about the short-term and immediate need to figure out how to deal with a situation or event, whereas being adaptable has more of a forward-thinking focus and is a bit more about the bigger picture. I'll be using both terms throughout this episode, so just bear in mind that I'm talking about how to manage things in the moment as well as how to manage them longer term. So there are three main types of flexibility I'd like to talk through. Cognitive, emotional, and behavioral. Let me explain. Cognitive flexibility is the ability to shift your attention and thinking from one subject to another, or to consider things from multiple angles. It's like having mental agility. So for example, if you're faced with a problem, Cognitive flexibility would allow you to approach it in various ways rather than getting fixated on just one solution. Emotional flexibility is the ability to adjust your emotional reactions to changing situations. It's about recognizing that emotions, no matter how intense, are temporary. Now, as I often point out, this doesn't mean suppressing your feelings, but instead, working to understand them, allowing them to be present, and then moving forward in a considered and constructive way. Behavioral flexibility involves adapting your actions or approach to new circumstances. It means being open to change, trying new things, and not being overly attached to routines or set ways of doing things. So these different types of flexibility and adaptability are crucial because life is ever-evolving. Changes can be unexpected and sometimes challenging, and if we don't tackle things thoughtfully, then we can end up making the situation worse for ourselves or causing ourselves unnecessary suffering. Think of it this way. Whether you focus on the problem or the solution, what you seek is what you shall find. And resistance is an example of being problem-focused, whereas flexibility is much more about being solution-focused. So, with that in mind, now let's talk about why flexibility matters. And I think the easiest way to look at it is this. By being flexible, you're better equipped to handle the inevitable changes and shifts that you'll experience from time to time in your own life, as well as in the world around you which can lead to a lot less stress and more positive outcomes. And beyond that, embracing flexibility can improve your resilience, reduce feelings of being stuck, and contribute to your overall well-being. Life is a bit of an unpredictable beast. I mean, who could have ever forecast the sheer amount of nonsense and shenanigans we've had to live through over the past few years? And so learning how to be flexible and adaptable can help to 
buffer you against all of that uncertainty, unpredictability, and chaos. We can't always control the situations or challenges we face in life, but we can most definitely control our responses. Building your sense of flexibility helps to ensure that your responses are adaptive, constructive, and most importantly, likely to help you have better mental health. My sort of broad strokes general view of the world these days is that chaos has always been and will always be as inevitable as a reality TV show with a manufactured storyline. And so the only real and healthy choice that you can make is to prioritize your peace of mind and sense of calm above all else. And you just can't do that when you're busy raging about the latest change or some perceived injustice with the way things are. You know, I mentioned that check thing earlier with my relative, and I'm trying to be sensitive about it, but really, the whole issue just stems back to a resistance to even try new technology of any kind. This is someone who still won't use an ATM and refuses to have a card. So, you know, for a long time, it was like, well, okay, but sooner or later, that's going to bite you in the backside. And here we are, just as predicted. Because soon it's a case of being up the creek without a paddle, or a checkbook in this case. It'll work itself out, but I just don't understand the whole thing of being so resistant to almost anything new. I got her an iPhone to try and make things easier for her, and she still won't use the text message function, even though it's about 84 times simpler than the old phone she had which still requires you to press the number keys repeatedly to spell out letters, like some sort of primitive cave person from 2004. Anyway, here's my point. And as random as this conversation may seem, yes, I do have one buried in here somewhere, that being rigid just creates so many problems for yourself later on. For instance, use that phone example I just gave. In the early 2000s, Mobile phones were just basic devices that you used for text messages and phone calls, and maybe the odd game of Snake if you had a Nokia. Whereas now, the phone in your pocket can do way more than what even a desktop computer could do just 15 or 20 years ago. Imagine if we were still stuck with just those old school phones now. Sure, there's always going to be a nostalgia factor for the way things were, but if things always stay the same, then they become boring and repetitive and draining. Look at nature. For example, trees have to be able to bend in the wind or they'll snap. Nature is flexible and it adapts. I mean, I don't know how many times we've laid weed control mats in our front yard, but the damn weeds keep finding a way to get through. Having said that, we live in the countryside, and in the eight plus years since we left city living behind, we've discovered that stuff in the country grows like it's on some sort of wonder drug. We once tried to use organic weed killer on the footpath, and not only did it do nothing to the weeds but piss them off a little bit, I think it may have actually made them stronger, because now they come back bigger and faster every year. Anyway, what was I going on about? Flexibility, that's it. (laughs) Glad you're being flexible and sticking with me while I ramble on about weeds. Let's be a bit more specific about how flexibility can help your mental health. First, like I said earlier, 
It helps you build resilience, which is your ability to bounce back from setbacks. Flexibility ensures that when you're faced with adversity, you don't remain stuck or feel defeated. Instead, you pivot, reevaluate, and then find alternative paths or solutions. Resilience can mean the difference between feeling constantly defeated by life's challenges or learning to face them head on with optimism and adaptability. Being rigid in your thinking or behaviors can lead to increased stress, especially when circumstances change unexpectedly. A flexible mindset, on the other hand, allows for a smoother transition during changes, reducing the stress that comes from resistance or denial. Being flexible is also good for problem solving because it helps you approach problems from multiple angles without being limited to a narrow perspective or solution. It's also good for your emotional regulation because it allows you to experience your feelings without being overwhelmed by them. You can understand, process, and then move past your emotions rather than getting stuck in them, which can help prevent lengthy periods of being in a negative emotional state. Flexibility can also lead to personal growth. When you're open to new experiences, ideas, or ways of doing things, you learn and grow. And growth can enhance your self-esteem and contribute to a more fulfilling life. Flexibility also creates better relationships because it means you're more focused on understanding, compromise, and better communication all of which can help to reduce conflicts. And I covered better relationships recently in episode 193, if you'd like to explore that topic further. And generally speaking, being flexible improves your coping skills in all areas of your life. Why? Because life is full of uncertainties and having a flexible mindset prepares you to cope with the unexpected, making you a lot less likely to resort to unhealthy coping strategies. So, how do you do all of that? Well, let's first take a quick break to hear from the brands who help me create this show each week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And welcome back. Now let's get into the how-to part of today's episode and let's talk about how to be more flexible for the sake of your mental health. So let's start with assess your flexibility. So before you go diving headfirst into becoming more flexible and adaptable, I want you to think about how flexible you are now. And by that, I mean mentally, not whether or not you can touch your toes. Take a few moments for some genuine introspection. Ask yourself, How do you typically react when life throws unexpected challenges your way? 
Do you hold on to your routines with a vice grip? Or can you adapt with grace and patience? It's crucial to be brutally honest with yourself about where you currently stand, because self-awareness is the foundation of personal growth. By truly understanding your starting point, you'll be much better equipped to identify what areas you need to work on, and you can then create a plan to make improvements one step at a time. One way to do that is with my next point, identify the root cause of why you might feel inflexible sometimes. Look, I don't for a second believe that anybody is ever going to be perfectly fine with change all the time. I myself struggle with it sometimes, and I'm fairly positive about change. And so rather than beating yourself up for not always feeling the love for being flexible and adaptable, it's better to take a more objective view of things and try to figure out why you feel what you feel so that you can A, address the root cause, and B, be a lot more compassionate towards yourself. How do you do that? Well, I find the easiest way is with the five whys technique, which is where you dig deeper into the root cause or reason for your reaction, because that's the thing that needs to be addressed to help you grow. I've explored this technique in a few past episodes, so I'll just go over it quickly. Basically, it involves continually asking why to peel back the layers of a problem or situation, much like an onion until you reach the core. Why? Because addressing the core, which tends to either be the root cause or a lot closer to it than just the surface issue, can often provide a much more long-term and effective solution. Just dealing with a specific situation on the surface is like slapping a band-aid on a broken arm and hoping it'll work. Here's a simple example of the five whys technique focused on procrastination. Let's say you're fairly consistently delaying tasks or activities that are important. Ask yourself, why is the task being delayed? Because it feels overwhelming and daunting. Okay, why does it feel overwhelming? Because the task isn't broken down into manageable steps. Why isn't it broken down? because you're not sure about where or how to start. Why are you unsure? You have a lack of clarity or understanding of the task requirements. Why aren't you clear on the requirements? You feel uncomfortable asking for that information. All right, so after asking why five times, you can see that there's actually a much bigger issue here, not feeling comfortable to ask for the information you need. And so that might need to be explored a bit more so that you can find a solution or at least some alternatives. The point is that trying to just address the feeling of being overwhelmed by the task isn't going to do much good unless you resolve the deeper issue behind not feeling comfortable with seeking the information you need to do the thing. Does that make sense? Obviously, this is something that will be different from person to person and from situation to situation, but it's a really good way of turning your focus to what you need to work on so you can apply this to dig deeper and figure out where any resistance might be coming from and then address that. Okay, moving on, my next tip is build a solid foundation. So, have you ever noticed how most trees sway in the wind rather than breaking? 
That's because they're flexible and also anchored by a strong root system. The stronger the foundation, the harder they are to budge. It's the same for us. When you focus on getting the basics right in terms of looking after your mental health, making your peace of mind your top priority, focusing on what actually matters rather than what doesn't, and looking at the big picture instead of getting caught up in the small details, that's when you'll find that all the external stuff that goes on begins to be less of a thing and you're better able to be flexible and adapt to changes and challenges because you're in better control of yourself and your life. I talked about the big picture in episode 186, and you'll also find my next tip helpful, which is focus on what you can control. And if you've ever listened to more than one episode of this podcast, then at this stage, you may be sick of hearing me say this, and that's okay. But the fact is that you cannot control other people or external events. All you can ever control is yourself, and more specifically, what you choose to do and say. That might sound really restrictive and limiting, but the reality is that it's not. You don't need anything more than that in order to be able to shape and control your own destiny. Because it's the choices you make that determine what happens next. And since there's always going to be stuff going on around you in your immediate life, as well as the wider world, you get to choose how you react, and more importantly, how you respond. I always get a bit excited talking about this control thing. A lot of people might not appreciate the fact that we can't control anything other than ourselves, but I love it because it means the reverse is also true and we cannot be controlled by anything or anyone other than ourselves. For me, as someone who took a really long time to understand their power as an individual, and to feel both strong enough and safe enough to be assertive, that always feels like such a revelation. I'm in control of what I do and don't do with my life. So that means I can change the outcome of something simply by changing my attitude towards it. And if that isn't the definition of learning how to be flexible and adaptable in order to find genuine peace of mind, well, I don't know what is. Speaking of, my next tip is read the signs. If there's one message I really want you to take away from today, it's that change is inevitable. And so you can either resist it and stay stuck, or you can be flexible and learn to adapt. Not everyone makes the choice to adapt, and they're usually the ones left behind. Look at Blockbuster. At the height of their success, they were one of the biggest brands in the world. But then they didn't adapt when the internet became bigger and more easily accessible. They even passed on the option to buy out Netflix in its early days. And they ended up declaring bankruptcy in 2010. Progress is going to happen whether you like it or not. You may as well choose to keep up so you can figure out how to make it work to your advantage instead of being forced kicking and screaming to deal with it later. Okay, next, limit avoidance behaviors. So instead of avoiding emotions by distracting yourself or suppressing your feelings, face them head on. By confronting and processing your emotions, 
you're better equipped to handle them in the future. Next, mix things up. Pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and into slightly uncomfortable or new situations can teach you adaptability in your emotional responses. Shake up your routine, try new things, and challenge yourself. If you just spend your time doing what feels safe and familiar, you'll never grow. Next, practice opposite thinking. Deliberately consider the opposite of your initial thoughts or beliefs about a situation as a way of training your mind to see alternatives and to be more flexible. For example, if you think, I can't handle this about some situation or event, challenge yourself to come up with reasons why you can handle it. Next, keep an open mind. Look, we're all unique, something I discussed in episode 170 about individuality, and that means there are almost infinite different ways to go about life. None of us has all the answers. Keeping an open mind and being open to new ideas and perspectives helps you to challenge your assumptions and find ways to be more flexible. Not everything has to be the one way. And you'll find tips on how being flexible can help you to be more successful in life in my latest video. It's out now on YouTube and Spotify, and it's linked in the episode description. Because when it comes to flexibility and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. In a world that's full of change, being flexible and adaptable is a necessity. Being open to new experiences, embracing change, and adapting to challenges not only supports your mental well-being, but it also helps you find greater happiness. Remember, just as trees bend in the wind to avoid breaking, your ability to sway with life's ebbs and flows ensures you don't just survive, but truly thrive. So, stretch yourself beyond your comfort zone, and remember that the best chapters in life often come from unexpected twists and turns. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So, what choice will you make today? Each week, I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic, and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by Carlos Barrios, and it is, Flexibility makes buildings stronger. Imagine what it can do to your soul. Let me repeat that. Flexibility makes buildings stronger. Imagine what it can do to your soul. Alright, that's nearly it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking about pressure. Have you ever found yourself feeling under pressure, either from other people, external circumstances, or even your own expectations? We often carry the weight of expectation around with us, Not to mention all the pressure heaped on us by others and ourselves to do and be the best we possibly can, while also keeping 67 different balls in the air at any one time. No wonder we wind up feeling exhausted. So, next time, I'll be talking about what pressure is and what it isn't, why we feel pressure, and how to manage different types of pressure in an effective way. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Sunday, the 10th of September, 2023. You'll find more mental health content on my YouTube channel and in my weekly newsletter, Thursday Thoughts, plus on my two Instagram accounts, LTA Mental Health and It's Jeremy Godwin, where I post extra content daily. 
And if you'd like to support my work and get ad-free episodes and bonus content, as well as access to episodes a week before everyone else, then become a supporter on Patreon. You'll find all of those linked in the episode description and in the transcript at ltamh.com. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time. Let's Talk About Mental Health is an independent program proudly produced by Reconnaissance Media, helping you find meaning and gratitude. For more information, visit reconnaissancemedia.com. 